Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. And action. Hey, everyone. I'm Sarah Gretzky. And I'm Natalie Buck. And together, we are the Net Chicks. We're here to talk anything and everything on screen, including what your favorite celebs are up to. And if you want to know what shows we are absolutely loving and hating, well, thank God, because we will be unpacking for you every single Thursday. So grab your Netflix and some popcorn because the chicks are coming. And scene. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am divorced, not dead. I'm a former Bravo TV star and now former wife. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said between each other, society, the sheets, and everything in the middle. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey. So buckle up. So welcome back to another episode of Divorce Not Dead. And I am today going to do one on couples finances. So many of you are interested in this topic, which I can't decide whether it's aimed at me, you nosy little barkers, or at just grabbing information for yourselves. Either way, you know me, I'm always up for a topic that sort of makes all of us squirm. And I'm not quite sure why it makes all of us squirm. And so I've been sort of talking to different people today and sort of trying to get their outlook. Should you have a joint account? Should you talk about money? Because I think, I think, I mean, especially coming from England and everywhere else, we, we find it so crass and we just don't want to. But it's a, such a subject that sort of, it's a make or break subject, people. More people break up over finances than probably anything else. And even down to cheating, because at the end of the day, more women put up with cheating if they feel stable and the finances are right, right? So there you go. It's sort of um, the root of all evil, as it were. And I'm, I've seen it in every which way, even like with families falling out after deaths. And, you know, money sort of does different things and makes people go completely funny about money. And I really hope that if Sergio and I really hit the jackpot, it won't change us in any way, shape or form. And that's the one thing about having my relationship with Sergio that has made it one of the most mature, I suppose, relationships that I've ever had because we or he never really well avoided the topic. I mean, I think for us, it was a much more sort of obvious topic because of the age difference. Maybe if I'd been dating a 50 year old with, you know, three kids and an established job as in like went to a bank every day, I wouldn't have gone there or wouldn't have even asked or initiated the conversation in any which way and vice versa. I think Sergio initiated the age the conversation as well or was happy to have the conversation because in a way you know the way I live I mean as you know I live better than most billionaires so frankly both of us were going what will the other one have or what does the other one have or it wasn't like we went on a first date by the way and discussed money that's absolutely not what happened but you know as time goes on it's absolutely the differences between our lifestyles maybe well when you ask me about the age gap the lifestyles the money the 
you know, the different ways maybe we want to travel, like maybe Sergio on his budget might be happier to pay economy than spend and spend the money when he lands on, you know, staying in a beautiful hotel. I don't know. That's up to him. And so those kind of things, whereas I've got to the age of 45 where I am not going in economy for anything over five hours because my back fucking kills me and I feel like I've worked hard enough and long enough to do that. So it's silly things that become really, really apparent. So you have to have the conversation, right? And I think the interesting thing is having been married 18 years, I never had this conversation or not really because by the time we met, we were the same age. And I'm looking back now, you know, he had a, a lovely flat. I had a lovely flat. That was about the extent of it. So we always knew we were coming into the relationship with that. He had a very secure job. My job was, well, I'd built my business, but I was building my business. My business was styling and I built gift library and, you know, I was doing very well. So I just, and he was doing very well. So it was just always like, I do believe the man should take you for dinner. Like, I mean, I think I'd be mortified if I went on a date and the guy asked me for half the bill the first time. I'd be like, okay, I do like old fashioned values, but I am a different type of a woman as I am in every aspect of my life, right? I don't think you can talk the talk unless you walk the walk because I don't think you can say I'm a modern woman and then expect the husband to do everything. And by the way, when you, they do do everything, it comes at a cost. So, and that cost was always just too high for me. And, and what does that cost look like? Well, they're different things. So I'm not talking about girls that date, you know, rich guys for three months, get shitloads of gifts and, you know, fly the world. And then, you know, afterwards they deserve to be taken care of. I mean, first of all, I don't really like that lifestyle. I don't get the trophy wife thing, the trophy girlfriend thing. I think it's mind numbing. You look at them across tables and you sort of watch the husband or the guy, you know, the boyfriend sit there mute. You never see them talk to each other. She just looks gorgeous. I don't get it. It's like, you may as well buy yourself a fucking poster and look at that. But obviously some men enjoy that. I suppose it's uncomplicated. It's, I suppose it doesn't answer back. I suppose it comes with perks. She's probably really, really good in bed. None of those things are coming out of me, although I am getting better in bed. Anyway, so I think that those women who see it as a career opportunity, that's something else. And I'm not even going to put them into this couple's finances thing because I just, I don't really count. I sound so bad. I can't believe this is coming out of my mouth. I don't count them as proper humans because... It really irritates me, women that date as a, you know, step up in life and then feel like they don't have to do anything, anything, because the world just owes them something because they're pretty. So no, I'm going to put that aside. I'm not going to get into that because I'm probably opening a whole can of worms. But what I will get into, normal couples, okay? So you meet a normal guy and that's what I did with my ex-husbands, but I was much younger and the generation was different, right? I knew he came from a good family. He knew I came from a good family. I do come from a good family, but if you Google me, I'm worth a fucking fortune, right? And this is just simply not true. I don't know where this number ever came from. It would be lovely, but it's simply not true. And it's followed me around forever. So people automatically think that I'm worth this. And I have friends worth this money and I have friends that, you know, aren't, whatever. It never impacted my life because I've always had what I wanted. There's nothing in this world that I've really wanted that I haven't had. I've, I've flown a private jet. I've met every famous person. I've been to Cannes. I couldn't have more designer clothes and handbags if I tried. And in fact, actually, I'm slightly getting over them. And, you know, except my job is the way I look. And I built a career on that. I do sell things online for 
afterwards. And no, people, I'm not selling it on because I've gone broke, which I know you all like to say. It's because it's just simply a financial decision. You buy things, you like them, you you move on, you you rotate it the world way of the world. And I think that what happens is I'm happy not having a joint account. I never had a joint account with my ex. I had a credit card if I needed it. I guess we had household money. So there's always, you know, yes, you could do a household account, I suppose. I do believe two people, especially with the way we live right now, should there should always be a way that you can easily unwind things, right? So if I go back to my marriage, I was more controlled in one way. But so what changed? Okay, so my ex believes, obviously, if he's paying for everything, then you should be doing everything, right? So it'd be like... I don't know. And what do, what do you mean by that? Cooking. Well, I couldn't cook very well, but I, organizing the house, so running the house. So I'd hire all the staff, make sure the windows are clean, got the dry cleaning done, kids to schools, kids uniforms, kids rooms, decorating, making sure the house looked beautiful, making sure it was tidy, running the staff, hiring, firing. By the way, this isn't on top of my normal job, making sure the fridge was full, making sure that all our favorite things were on the table, making sure... You know, if there was a party, this used to really irritate me, actually. And I'd employ someone to come and sort of hold the party. Like, what do I mean is by do the catering and all that rubbish. But my ex would still like me to serve, right? Because he wanted to see me do something. It was like in his head, because he'd been to the office and I actually worked from home. In his head, I'd laid at home all day with my feet up and done fuck all. And I kind of understand it, but I found it so annoying because actually I was doing something. And even if I wasn't earning outside of the home, which, you know, some of you don't, doing all that is actually enough. It's fucking exhausting. Going out to the office and speaking to adults is lovely. You know, telling people what, you know, to clean your windows and to sort of fix the garden, to the lawn, you know, give the dry cleaner things. It's kind of inane. And you're like, at the end of the day, you're like, you too want to speak to an adult and not be treated like a child. It's an interesting thing. So that for me was always too much. So I always wanted to earn my own money. I always wanted to go to work. I went downstairs today and went to speak to a lot of the girls that work, work for me as well. And they're all in different positions. And I have like, one of my girls was like, he pays for everything. And then my money, and actually I did this too. Then, you know, my money was my money, right? So that reminded me of my marriage because what would happen was when I did start making a lot of money, I would do, okay, he say that I wanted a ridiculous swimming pool or I wanted a ridiculous lawn done or garden made. And he was like, you know, he was the sensible one. He was the one with the budget that went, no, you know, you can do that for cheaper. West. I'm like, no, I want Lord Randall Sidley to do my garden. And, you know, I was that person, embarrassingly enough. But I could make that decision, right? Because I could go, okay, I'm just going to buy it. And I want to do it. I want it. I'll do it. And that's what I used to do, which, you know, now looking back, where I am today, well, where I am today is pretty fucking good, actually. But, you know, on the way, and I, when I was losing my money, I probably shouldn't have done that. I probably should have saved it. But I also didn't see an end to it. I also didn't see my marriage ever ending. And I think that's the thing. I think, you know, we don't prepare as women. I think, you know, one of my girls downstairs said, well, you know, he does everything. He pays for everything. And then I get to buy, you know, I use my money and my income for clothes and, you know, the fun stuff and all that. And that's exactly my issue. But then I hadn't saved as well, as well as I should have, right? But luckily I had other assets, but I hadn't. And, you know, at that point, so I said to her, you know, have you saved? Of course I saved. So, you know, it's just remembering and giving yourself those tools, ladies, that you get a choice. 
So let's take a little break from the show. And I want to tell you about a company I found called Truebill. I mean, I love to spend money on things and people, but I don't like to waste money like many of us. And stupidly, I've never even looked at how many old subscriptions I had, what I was paying for, and Truebill can help with this. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? Well, it's because a business can scam you to get you. So don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill and take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, it will save you up to $720 a year. Because companies make subscriptions so hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in simply one tap. I mean, it's absolutely genius. I don't know about any of you lot, but I have three children who subscribe to everything without my knowledge. I fall for all the sort of free apps that come out and newsletters and my inbox is absolutely filled with these things. And this is the best thing ever because it really is like a concierge and when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions and you don't have to do it personally this really is an app that everyone should use and it really will save you money in the long run and you know as i said with kids and everything else it's just like having an accountant in your pocket take control of your subscriptions with the new free truebill app truebill helps you discover unwanted subscriptions and cancel them in one click It empowers you to save money, spend less, see everything and take back control of your financial life. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start cancelling today at truebill.com slash dnd. Go right now to truebill.com slash dnd. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash dnd. Let's get back to the show. So I have another girl I know very well. And her husband made a shitload of money, like just now, like loads. And before he was paying for everything, but she, uh, no, they were paying 50 50 because she was working for me and he actually had a job, but they had no kids. So they decided to do 50 50. And this worked all the way through. And I said, but now he's made so much money, you know, like so much money. Like, why isn't he paying for it all? She's uncomfortable with that. She doesn't want him to because she likes the fact that she pays and contributes. And she always has. And they've been married for over 10 years. So she's, she's happy in where she is. And that's another thing. It's, it's all down to, I suppose, your comfort, right? Because there is no right or wrong in this. It's each person's comfort level and where you're happy at. Now, let's take it back to me and Sergio. So Sergio and I, obviously going into this, the very obvious apparent thing is, I'm 45 and he was 24 when I met him. So no matter how clever Sergio is or how amazing he's been at anything, I'm going to be richer than Sergio. That's a given without us, either of us talking to each other about it. And, you know, to make each other comfortable with the life that we want to live. And I think this is what fascinates you because I think out there, quite frankly, there's a fuck of a lot of you women out there who are looking at me who quite like to do the same, but haven't got the balls to do it, right? So... I think what you have to do is keep, you know, personal bias and sort of like, you know, feelings aside and look at the bigger picture, right? And the bigger picture for me with Sergio 
was he makes me genuinely happy. Can you hug a bank balance? Can you hug, you know, a cold man that doesn't give a flying fuck? No. So, you know, would I have to maybe downgrade my lifestyle, take less holiday with Sergio? Probably. Okay. Actually, in reality, that hasn't happened. But was I prepared to do it? Yes. Okay. These things all went through my mind. You know, how am I going to afford my bills? And what if he can't help? You know, like my ex-husband, I always knew I had a backup, right? Something went wrong in my life. I had his bank account. So I made it very clear, I think at the beginning, I asked him what he had where. And so it's like a bit like a puzzle, right? So I know exactly what's there. And he's one of the most generous men I've ever met. Like he really is so generous. If I've had a crazy month or whatever, and I just say, I don't know, like Christmas, I wanted something. And it was, you know, over 10,000 euros, you know, a lot of money. And I just went, can you transfer me that? He literally tapped my phone and gave it to me within the hour. Now, I can't even tell you, having been married to an older, richer man, that would have taken me quite a long time to get out of him with, why do I need it? What's it for? Will they get it back? Uh, There was none of that because he genuinely fucking doesn't care because he genuinely sees a big picture, which is me and him forever. Like he doesn't see the end of it. He's like, as far as he's concerned, I can empty his bank account tomorrow, you know, and take whatever he's got because it doesn't matter. He'd rather I had it than he has it. And that's actually quite amazing. And that's to me, I don't know if it's a generation difference because... It's funny, the things that women are scared of at my age, losing with the older man, actually the things I've gained with Sergio, respect, kindness, teamwork. And actually, instead of going down in my lifestyle, we're going up. I try to think about what what it is that is forcing us up or putting the wings beneath our wings, because no matter what we want, we seem to be able to get it. And I think it's, you know, as people say, happiness, it's giving in to fear, and the fear of like, I, oh gosh, you know, oh, I'm giving up my stable lifestyle for a child. Giving in to fear and seeing what's the other side of it. Saying yes to things that I maybe wouldn't have before. And being open, being so open that, okay, like sometimes, you know, he'll put his foot down. We have flown in different classes of the plane because he's gone. There's no fucking way we're paying for two. You go, I'm fine. You know, We are very comfortable in our own skin. That's up to us. He thinks sometimes he thinks I, you know, shouldn't spend there or I need to there. He advises, he doesn't put his foot down. He stops me, but he's kind, you know, and and I do the same. He'll come back up with some harebrained scheme that I think is fucking ridiculous. And, you know, but then I'm like, okay, you want to try it, try it. And if it doesn't work for a month or two, okay, what have you lost? Nothing. I'm here, right? And I think we give each other the sort of push forward that we need to take the risks that we need to go further in life. Because, you know, otherwise life just becomes this sort of, we don't grow, it just becomes this sort of straight line. And, you know, he is a workaholic. And I think a lot of you would like to think, you know, that he's just this young toy boy and he's just not. There's so much more. He worked however many jobs while he was at university and getting his master's and his degree, his last girlfriend. So I guess I also asked Sergio what happened to his last girlfriend. Now, that was fascinating to me because I was dating a very rich guy before my I got married. And, you know, he he actually made me pay back all the money he gave me and all that kind of stuff. And where Sergio was saying he did everything. He paid all her rent. 
bought the gifts, bought every meal, picked her up, dropped her off, took her to swim practice, picked her up again, went to his job, went to his school, you know, did all this and paid all the rent and all the bills in his 20s, which I've, I've never heard of. Like he was 21, I think he said, because I met him at 24. So, you know, I think it's about the person. And I think Sergio and I are going to go far because we are so, so open with each other and we don't get complacent, but we also don't get annoyed about it. Like he doesn't look at me by a top and go, oh, you know, I haven't got a top. You know, he, he wants me to look better. He wants, he wants to invest in me, which is he feels is investing in us. The one thing we did is I wanted, okay, not Sergio particularly, but like all of you out there, I got so many DMs. All right, you silly girl, why would you get married? I hope you did a prenup. So yes, I did do a prenup. Just for all of you out there that would like to know, we don't have a joint account. No intention of having one, no need, but not because of anything else. We have one household credit card. If whoever wants to pick it up, picks it up. So the prenup, yeah. I did a prenup not to protect myself against Sergio. Let's be clear, because all of you were like rushing out there going, oh, you know, there's that silly old fool that sort of, you know, got her toy boy and she's going to learn in about two years. He's only after the money. Well, first of all, believe it or not, as I think I've said to you before, I was going pretty much bankrupt by the time I met Sergio. So, you know, other than my flights and everything else that I do, and my clothes, and I was running out. So Sergio knew this. So if he wanted to run, he could have run then. I did the prenup because building everything up and what I have built back up and what I do have or what, you know, my ex gave me is going to my children. Now that could be through death too. I'm about to do a will. And I did a prenup for Sergio too, not just to take everything away from him, but so that both of us knew where we stood. Was it a prenup that he gave me a prenup and I, you know, I know what he has and I don't want him to give it to me. You know, if, if, if something happens to me, it, it belongs with him. He worked hard for it. He needs to keep it. Mine goes to my children. I don't want a penny of my ex-husband's money to go to Sergio either. Not one penny and nor would he want it. So I made sure everything I got for my children, for, from my ex-husband, is in a prenup that will only be touched by my children. And he absolutely read that and absolutely signed it. Okay, or my jewelry, my art, anything that you can see here that I had before goes to my children. He will get nothing. And he absolutely signed on the dotted line without hesitation. So let's take a little pause from the show and discuss something that you all know I'm very heavily into at the moment, all the time, to be honest. Interiors. I mean, if you're struggling and redecorating or interior design or the importance of your living space for you and you just don't know how to update it, I have the perfect service for you. Havenly is the number one online interior design service that makes it so easy to create the home you love. I mean, right now they have an offer on for only $99 with promo code DND to redecorate any room you like. I mean, as you know, for me, my home is my calling card. All of you know that I match sort of my personality to my interiors. So this is something that is just so incredibly clever. So how it works is, first, you share your inspiration, your needs, and your budget for the space. So like me, okay, I've got three children. So you tell them you've got, they need to design three children's rooms, two boys, one girl. 
or you want to update your kitchen. Maybe that's the room, you know. So like for me, I like to have a bar, bar stools, things like this, you know, in the kitchen, big lights. But, you know, I just get lost there. So then they'll match you with an interior designer who will make your dream space come to life. Your designer then works with you one-on-one to create a design for your room, incorporating new pieces along with the ones that you already have. So this is important because, you know, if you move many times, sometimes, or, you know, it's like updating your wardrobe. I think you can change your home after a few years by just simply changing a few things in it. It will give it a completely different facelift. And then they will actually give you a 3D rendering so you can envisage how your new home will look like. And then the fun part is you can shop everything in your design. Havenly handles the ordering, shipping and delivery logistics for you and you can sit back and relax. You know me, I love to delegate. So don't forget to visit havenly.com and use DND at checkout and design your first room for only $99. Visit havenly.com and use DND at checkout to design your first room for only $99. I mean, you really can't ask for better than that, people. Let's get back to the show. Then we did one with how we would work going forward. And that's another thing. So we were very, very open. And did we have a couple of rows? Of course we did. You know, about what we're building today. Because Sergio and I are, you know, a team. So we have joint businesses everywhere. So how that would be split if we get divorced. And, you know, that's very easy. And we just, we, we did that too. Then we're going to do a will. So that if something goes horribly wrong, especially living in this country, it goes straight to my children. He's cut out completely or to my ex or whatever, that he he deserves something. And I also will do a will the other way that he has, you know, if something, God forbid, happens to him, that I get it. And it doesn't just go to his family. And I think these are, you know, these are things that you're all poking and prodding into my private life, trying to like understand how, you know, whether I give Serge, you know, allowance every week and you know, or how we do things. Not that it's any of your business, but it's actually quite an interesting topic because I want to open it up because you should do it for your own safety, not just to figure out how my relationship with a, you know, 20 something year old guy works. And I know it's partly because as I said, most of you wish you could do it. And if you wish you could do it, you can do it. You really can do it as long as you're open and honest and you keep that line of communication open. And once we've laid everything on the table, again, I'm sure Sergio thought I was a lot richer than I was. But again, he could have stayed in Newport Beach and got a rich woman. He doesn't need to move the other side of the world and marry a 45-year-old with three kids. He really doesn't. You know, he's, he's actually quite hot. So all of you that are waiting for him to take all my money and do everything, that won't be happening. I'm not as stupid as you may think I am. And he's not the guy you think he is. And I think that that's really important. And, you know, whether there's another Sergio out there or not, I don't care to look for one. But I mean, I just do believe that if you put yourself in the right energy, the right person for you comes along. You know, Sergio and my relationship is worth way more than to me than being with a rich billionaire that can fly me to, what am I going to do? I've become an accidental influencer anyway. I can't take any more holidays than I do. I live in a hot country and I fly business class all around the world and if not first. So honestly, to improve my life, I don't really see how I could, you know, and I'm master of my own ship. I'm going to move in with some billionaire who's going to make me be his glorified housekeeper and put one picture down in his house and tell me what to wear for dinner. 
no, that's not happening. So I would take this way around any day of the week, any day of the week. I think it's a lack of trust, a lack of communication. And if you don't have trust, you really don't have anything more than anything. You know, the communication you can get through anything. I've said this about finances, cheating, doesn't matter. Every topic, you can get through anything if you have communication. Stop listening to other people. It's not the world that we used to live in. It's not a one income household anymore, people. It's very rare to get the really, really uber rich guy. And by the way, the really 50-year-old uber rich guy is not looking for a 45-year-old with three kids. He's not. And funnily enough, he is the one that sees my gray hair and my wrinkles. Whereas my, you know, very comfortable, very sweet husband, age 20, doesn't, which is also fascinating. You know, I think the one thing we talk about is, you know, our future. We do want to be stable enough to have our own kids. We want to have a retirement plan, which we're already doing right now. That's on our vision board. We're buying property and actual things that I understand. You know, he does like other stuff like crypto, which I really don't understand, but we're going through it. You know, we, we talk through all what if scenarios, what if, you know, possibly we, we chat like that. And it's so nice to be able to have that communication with the person you love. And I just think it's managing your spending habits. If you overspend one month, okay, then you reel it back in the next month, you know, saving and making sure you have the same goals in life. And we have the same goals. You know, some months may be crazy, crazy expensive and other ones you can really, really save and you can really help each other do that. You know, I have three kids with, with my Apple Pay. It's keeping control, all of that. And actually he's really tough on them. So it's just finding your partner in life. It's a difficult one. As I said, it's, it's not, there's no right or wrong. It's being open and upfront, telling the other person what you expect. I'm very, very, very more than comfortable with where I am with Sergio and what, what he contributes to my life financially and emotionally. Sergio isn't someone who buys for himself. Every penny he makes, he would want to decorate me with. So ladies, make the right choices. Don't make life about just money because remember that money is a pretty empty thing. And, you know, at the end of the day, having had a lot of the things that I thought I held very, very high taken away from me, I've realized that what you're left with is your best friend. And at the end of the day, if it's between that and being richer, you can't be richer than marrying your best friend. And honestly, I'm living my best life. I'm 45 and thriving. And I'm in a penthouse apartment that I'm building with more opportunities that today than I've ever had. And I think Sergio has a very, very, very big part in that. So I hope this helps you make the right decision. Again, I'm not saying leave your husband and go and run out and find a 24-year-old. There aren't that many Sergios out there. But open your heads and your hearts to maybe a different type of guy. And don't just settle for money. Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Death. Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at, at Caroline Stanbury for all the behind the scene action. 